What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB, Pat Perry, our boy Kobe DeBose. You'll meet him in a second. Live from the Fairmont in lovely St. Andrews, Scotland. That's right. Who else would do a U.S. Open podcast from Scotland, the home of the Open? Yeah, I mean, obviously we would. It would be us. Wrong Open. Yes, wrong Open. We didn't know. We, we were confused. Anyway, here we are. We're on a golf trip to Scotland that was planned way in advance of the uh, U.S. Open Championship. But here we are, and we're pumped. And there might be a little Kenny G music in the background. You may be able to hear it. You may not. We might have servers come by. You know, we're just rolling with it here. Podcast shoes tonight. None other than Guinness. Cheers, Kobe. Cheers, Pat. Cheers, CB. I mean, how could it not Mm. be anything but Guinness? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fantastic here, by the way. Listen, the show is presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. If you're betting on the U.S. Open, you got to leverage what's going on at Covers. Winning starts at Covers. They've been doing it for 25 years. Over 20 million sports bettors head over there every single year to get all the best betting intel. And our own exclusive article, the top 20 and head-to-head betting article, drops on Covers every Tuesday. You can check that out for free. Um, And we appreciate Covers for sponsoring the podcast. So give them a look. And uh, I guess, Pat, we should introduce Kobe for those of you that don't know. He's kind of the... He's kind of a big deal. I don't mean anything bad by that's that. Not a, that's not a, fat joke. That's, yeah. not, that's not a fat joke. Um, but Kobe is uh, Kobe DeBose, and Kobe is a... Uh, uh, how long have you been listening to Tour Junkies, Kobe? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. But four or five years? Four, four or five years. Going back a while. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Kobe just... Uh, you know, Kobe's kind of come on the scene because he's a sharp DFS player, and you just won... I guess just between the Masters and, and Heritage, just that two-week run, you won like $500,000 or more, right? Yeah, about a half a million bucks. So it was uh, pretty good. Pretty good seven days. Very interesting DFS journey that you can check out uh, more about Kobe. I guess you went on Andy Lack's podcast, was it? I did. I was on Andy's podcast. About that. I was on another podcast called The Emotional Bankroll, which is pretty cool. Um, talked a little bit about my journey. But uh, here we are. It's led me to St. Andrews yeah. with you guys. So. Let, let, me, let me say this. Yeah. I mean, I've known... Kobe now for I mean we we know each other virtually on, yeah. on the internet we're I've, internet friends I've known him in person now for a little over maybe 48 hours close to 48 hours and uh besides the fact that he he's sharp and he obviously can win money he's a really fun dude yeah and he's 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 not like a dork or anything because I think a lot of these people that win a lot of money they got some dork tendencies <laughs> like they may be they may be pretty cool on some, but like coach Kobe's actually really cool. Yeah, Good that's, dude. That's true. Down to earth. Doesn't take himself just, too just seriously. Just crossing over the horizon into real life cool. That's what I try to do. Yeah, so here yeah. we are. But I mean, like, you don't really take yourself that seriously with how good you are at yeah. doing this, which I like. I, I, pre- I, I appreciate kinda, that. Because, yeah. you know, we don't, we, we, we do what we do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very astute point, Pat. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, we're trying to establish some credibility here if you're wondering what Kobe's doing here. I mean, he's our, he's our friend, and we wanted him to come on the Scotland, pod, uh, Scotland trip, but he's a sharp DFS player for sure. Uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk everything tonight. We're going to do DFS and betting all in one show. I mean, for, for the love of God, it is our vacation that we've been planning yeah. since the fall of 2019. And all the rest of the people that are with us have just walked all over left. the Swolken Bridge, and yeah. they're all out somewhere. So yeah. we're going to have a great show, but, yeah, we, we – you know, we're we're going to be ready to bounce. I yeah. think Pat might be a little tired to do two shows after the beating he took today from DB. So I'm glad I didn't have to bring that I don't up. Know. I, I feel like the elephant in the room really is that. If the we fact had that it 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 should have it should have ended on the what fifteenth hole, but it but you missed that little three foot putt. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it ended on the sixteenth hole. So I won four and two. Won, I did win wait, four wait, and two. Get, I, I won the I won the sixteenth. 
You did? Yeah, I won the 16. Anyway, flag bet, first flag bet of the of the week, and uh, he mm-hmm. DB did win on a great course, Kings Barnes, one of the best courses in the world. Yeah. Um, I really only stayed in it because of the, my short game. But anyway, thank you, Kobe. Well, there's a there's a lot of golf to be played, so I, I wouldn't oh, get too. I'm going to be challenging. I, I want There's going to be a re a re challenge. Okay. Believe me, uh, Kobe. Speaking of that, you know, you're going to the live golf event in September at Mountain Valley, which a lot of people should be signing up for. There's details and a link to sign up in the description of this podcast. But you know, whose team did you sign up for? It was Team DB, if I remember correctly. Mm, well. Well, there were more spots available for your team, so I felt the need to fill them. That is true. At the time, there were. Now, well, now there's four for mine and five for Pat's. Okay, yeah, fair. and um, I, I'll say this. Today was not my best ball striking day at all. <laughs> now, the scrambling abilities, as they, as they always have been, was fantastic, but everything else was uh, not very good. I, I hit a few good drives. But anyway, that's besides the point. We're not here to talk Still about Still need art. to sign up for the event because it's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you need to come now – DB's got more people on his team, so you need to yeah. come visit my team and, and yeah. enjoy. Not here to talk about our game, though. You know, no, we no. got to handicap these Nobody guys. Nobody cares now, about us. Some context. It is Sunday in Scotland. It is, uh, we're five hours ahead of the U.S. right now, so we don't know how the RBC Canadian has ended. We know that the leaderboard is pretty stacked up top of a bunch of guys who will be playing the U.S. Open. That could change some things. Um, we're going to talk some, we're going to break this down by DraftKings range. And then as we go, we're also going to look through and, and talk through some outright bets that we like in that range. Um, so let's, let's, uh, why don't we get, why don't we get started? Let's get cracking. Let's do it. 9K range and above on DraftKings uh, is going to start out. Shane Lowry down there at the 9K is going to be the bottom end of this. Scotty Scheffler is the top end at 11.3. Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Roy McElroy, Cam Smith, and Colin Morikawa make up your 10K guys. Vic Hovland, Xander Jordan, DJ coming over from Liv. That's a whole new ball game. We'll try not to get sidetracked into a lot of Liv discussion with this show, or else it could be two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki, Lowry. That's that's rounding out the nine K, ten K range. Um, you know, I, I think I want to start with Kobe because he's the he is the DFS guru here, and I want to I want you to walk through the listeners, you know, in your mind, like how you start approaching this range, what you start thinking about, the questions you're asking in terms of chalk, in terms of where are people going to be going, because obviously in a major championship with a stacked field, you know, there's great reasons to play all these guys. I mean, sure. like, not many of these guys are a clear fade, but like we say a lot, you can't play them all. That's right. So how do you start to whittle this down? You know, I try uh, to really take some stands up top. I know a lot of players, uh, particularly at the high stakes, will try to take their stands up top. And There's then a bird in here indoors. We've got a bird. May, a bird situation. You may shat on one of our heads during this. I've heard I that's good say. luck, though. Oh, yeah? So I want to be shat on. I'm looking oh. for the shat. I, I didn't so know I'm, that. So I'm inviting the shat. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so a lot of the guys, particularly in the higher stakes, but even when you get down to the Millie Makers, uh, you want to take stands up top, right? You can pepper the board down low, try to find that guy in the $6,000 range with a lot of different options down there, but take your stands up top. At least that's my strategy. You know, typically up top, you know, there's, everybody's going to have uh, some amount of ownership. Now, someone, if you're doing it right, you're going to find the guy who comes in a little bit under own, but a lot of these guys, the difference uh, in ownership is going to be 20 versus 16 you know there's going to be a lot of ownership so I really do try to fixate on the guy I think has the best chance to win the tournament I don't worry about ownership quite as much up top I'll worry about it more down the board um, but you also got to think about how you're building your teams you know uh, at 11-3 Scotty Scheffler uh, right. doesn't give you quite as many options so if I 
really, if I think the difference between Rory and Scheffler is not going to be a lot in terms of ownership or win equity, you know, I'm, I'm going to give myself Rory to have some more flexibility down the board. But I really don't, I like, I like to pick one or two of these guys that I think can win this tournament and figure out ways to work them into my lineups creatively. Now, we didn't talk about the golf course. Um, if you want to check out more on the Country Club at Brookline, uh, I did drop a video uh, that should be up now on YouTube. I kind of went through the golf course and, and research process. It's also on podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. But we also know, like, this is a U.S. Open. The USGA wants to set it up the way they yeah. want to set it up. It's going to yeah. be advantage long hitters. You're going to have to do everything well to win a major. These greens are super small, the second smallest greens. We've heard that, you know, on tour That's to right. Pebble Beach. Um, so you're going to have to scramble. You're going to have to be able to hit good iron shots. Um, but, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll start eliminating players sure. up here because it is hard to do. You could make a case for all of them. I think the one guy that I could really take a firm stance and eliminate, I won't be tempted at all, is Victor Hovland. And it's because I don't trust the short game at all. Pat and I got into a massive debate about this at the PGA Championship in the Wednesday night Nut Hut chat. Pat got very mad at me. He like hung up on me in the Nut Hut, and then he came back eventually. Did you I? got all pissy about Did Victor. I really? Yeah, you got real pissy about Victor uh-huh. Hovland that night because I said I wasn't oh, playing it. But as good as he is with his irons, I'm out. Um, so I, I don't think I'll be playing any Hovland. Um, I think, you know, Hideki, I could see being a, kind of a spot of leverage. Um, but I think my favorite play is probably JT for now. I love the way, I love the way things are going for JT. I think DJ might be the second guy I could almost eliminate. It's like, does he care anymore? This will be a big thing. Sure. He'll have a circus around him the whole week. That's right. Even more so than normal coming over from Liv. Um, and he's just not that great. Like, it feels like DJ's not that great right now. It's been I think a while. he could be, but I don't, think he, I don't think he is right now. So I just kind of start eliminating it there. JT's probably a lock. And then, uh, and then I'll start take, whittling it down. What about you up, up here? Well, I mean, I, I really think one of the more interesting players up here to talk about is John Rahm, the defending champion. I mean, he's, he's sitting there at 10-8, um, hasn't really had a great year. I know he won in Mexico. He has a win there. Um, did have a top 10, though, at the Memorial, which is, is a good field on a very tough golf course. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to play John Rahm here. And if you look at the stats for Rahm, I mean, he's number one in the field in strokes gained off the tee. And this is going over the last 24 rounds. Top 10 in ball striking. Top 10 in greens and regulation. You know, bogey avoidance is one thing that I look at a lot in majors and, and on difficult golf courses. He's top 20 there. Puts well on, on bent grass greens. The problem is definitely going to be scrambling. I mean, he's, he's not as bad as, like, Victor Hovland, but he has not been good at all with the short game this year. That has been really tough for him, but... There's a, I think Rom, and, and I know, you know, Kobe just mentioned he doesn't like to look too much at ownership, you know, in this top range. But I do think we might get a little leverage with Rom. Sure. I, I think, think so. I think so too. I think that yeah. could be an interesting play here. So Rom is one that I, I'm kind of right now sort of zeroing in on as, as maybe a good DFS play. And um, so I'd be interested in your thoughts there, Kobe. Yeah. And I think. You know, obviously, we're recording this while this leaderboard in the Canadian includes, I guess, Rory, Finau, Justin JT. Thomas, Sam Burns, uh, JT. I mean, even going down to Fitzpatrick, who I think we'll talk about a little more later. Um, all those guys have been on the leaderboard for the last two days. Rom may have a tendency to get not forgotten because he is Rom, but not at the the front of everyone's mind. And I think Rom does so well what you have to do well at a U.S. Open, which 
as a threshold matter, if you're not driving the ball long and straight, yeah. you are out. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it figured out around the greens, do what you need to do. But he checks so many of those boxes, and I think he's going to come in. And he always comes in a little lower on than you think. Yeah. He's not like Rory, where everyone loves to play him. For some reason, Rom um, isn't as popular among DFS players. And I don't know why. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to be true for sure. You know, I think, too, like Rom, you know, people talk about how he runs hot. Like he can get, you know, he gets frustrated and things like that. But I think he gets more frustrated when he hits a good shot that turns out bad. Oh, yeah. Then he does, like, and he gets sort of unlucky in that way. And I, don't, I think the USGA typically sets these courses up where if you hit a good shot, you should get rewarded. Sure. You know, there's, Southern Hills had some issues there where even if you hit a good shot, you got screwed. And that's a little different Short here. grass off the greens yeah. and all that would make a, you know, a miss that might be just yeah. a yard off. Yeah. Now you're 30 yards out. Well, it's why Rahm hasn't played great in the Open Championship. You get the quirky bounces and, and all that. that. Right. But at, uh, you know, at a U.S. Open, if you're hitting it long and straight, you're going to have more 15-footers than everybody else. And how do you win U.S. Opens? You, make yeah. the, you hit yeah. it to 15 feet and you make a few Which putts. is exactly what he did, obviously, last year. Sure. So. Absolutely. Kobe, is there anybody in this range? So I kind of I've, – I've, said Hovland and DJ. Is there anybody in here? And the answer could be no. Is there anybody in here that you say pretty much there's I wouldn't touch? Well, first I'll say I'll push back a little bit on Hovland. Um, and I like him. And I can see why you wouldn't. I, I see a scenario where the short game just takes him out of it. And you're watching him just not be able to get up and down over and over and over, get on the bogey train. But I think he does drive it so well. Uh, that he's going to be in play when other guys aren't. So I wouldn't take him off of my list personally, but I can see where you would. Um, up top, there's not, nobody I really hate, but I will start checking some people off. I think Dustin Johnson, for me, he's going to be a tricky choice in DFS because you're going to be able to get yeah, ownership get leverage. You're going to see him on Fantasy National yeah. at, what, what is he, 9,700, 9,400 on Fantasy National on Wednesday night, and he's going to be 6 7%. And it's going to be tempting to go, well, let me take that. I, don't, I just don't think he's there. I, it's a risk that I'm not willing to take because he could submarine your whole week. So for me, I doubt I'll have much DJ. Um, I'm not wild about Cam Smith here. That's who I was looking at. Yeah, I mean, the short game's so good, he'll be bailing himself to me, out. It's the off the tee stuff. There's a lot of trouble at the country club. Big misses, I heard Gil Hans talk about. There are places you can miss where there is no recovering from. You're in rock outcroppings. You know, if he drives it well, if he finds a good driving week, he's gonna, he'll be there at the end. The question is, can he do that? Uh, depending on where his ownership lands, I could see myself totally avoiding him. Um, so those are the two guys for me. See, I, I think, I think Morikawa is the guy that I'm, I'm totally out Ooh. on. I just don't. I mean, look at where he's. He does seem like he's a little off right now. Like the, something seems something's a little not off. right. He is yeah. off. Missed the cut at the Memorial. You know, T40 at the Charles Schwab, you know, barely made the cut and then, you know, finishes T55 at the PGA Championship. The stats, I mean, the ball striking stats are always going to be great for Cal. I mean, that's, that's just, that's what he does. I mean, off the tee, ball But the striking. trend is not good right now. No, and then you look at the scrambling, 107th in this field. He's 85th in putting on bent grass green. I mean, if you watch him putt, I, I, and the reason I watched him putt so much in the PGA Championship is because <laughs> I, I made the mistake of taking sure. him. Yeah. And it was terrible. He could not make anything. He has no confidence on the greens, has no confidence around the greens right now. So for me, Morikawa is kind of the guy that I'm looking here at 10K, like 
I just don't see how I fit him in. You know, the one thing I'd say about Morikawa, though, last time he won a major over here, Royal St. George's, where I got to play the other day, amazing place. Yeah, these guys were low key. Yeah, low, low key. Like, like really cool, cool man. Really, really cool. We really. did just get done playing Kings Bar. Really, so really like we good. Say spot. That much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he kind of won that out of nowhere, right? He had struggled with the Scottish. There was all the stuff about how he's he didn't even know how to make contact with the ball with his irons. Dude, that took me off. I was such a fish <laughs> on that. It took me off of him. I heard him say that. I was out. We've seen him win kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. So the recent form doesn't bother me as much as sort of maybe some course fit issues. He doesn't hit it all that far. You know, he's not short, but he doesn't hit it all that far. Um, and like you said, the scrambling stuff with the, with the small greens. His, the scenario where Morikawa wins or contends in this is that he has an outer world, uh, worldly ball striking week and he doesn't have to chip. Yeah. So you're playing the upside, right, where he hits 80% of the greens, but then can he make the putts, which is what you're saying, Pat. And that's my question with him too. So. But if he's hitting greens and they're so small... There's right. not going to be a lot of three putts. That's right. Yeah. And, and you don't have to make a ton of birdies sure. at the U.S. Open. That's right. So th- there's some, there is some issue there. I, I think um, Cam Smith was my, my next one I was looking at eliminating. And I think a lot of times, especially in this top-tier range, like what's more helpful to the listener and the viewer is who you don't, you don't, who like. you don't really like sure. way more so than who you do like. I mean, it's not hard for us to sell anybody on Justin Thomas or you know, Rory. Right. Uh, but I think if you're, if you're really putting a lot of emphasis off the tee, which I, I am, Cam, Cam – is not good in any in if you look at the one of my favorite things to look at sometimes is the rolling report on fantasy national kind of gives you that short-term and long-term look and the trend and it's just all bad for cam smith by the way check out fantasy national go to fantasynational.com tj if you've not signed up for it kobe's using it right now it's on his screen we've used it for like five years in a row uh there it's fantastic data it's all good data clean data from the pj tour from Shotlink. You know, if you want to set up owner, uh, models, you want to look at ownership projections in DFS, you want to look at head-to-head calculators for betting, all the stats, all the course history, recent form you ever want is on Fantasy National. If you use the .com slash TJ, then you save 20% off a weekly, monthly, or annual membership. Uh, and you can try it out for the U.S. Open, and then when you love it, you can upgrade to a monthly or annual membership and still keep the discount. But when I look at it with Cam Smith, it's just, it's not ideal. So it's it's... And for 10-2, you're banking, on, you're banking on a skill like being able to drive it long and straight that is obviously way less repeatable uh, if you're bad at it. Or it's easier to be bad at it again if you're bad. You know what I mean? That's I, don't right. know, I don't know if I made any sense with that. But uh, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of just relying on that short game for him. Uh, so I think Cam is, might, might be another one. If you're talking total driving, like it's pretty simple that it's like Rory, Rom, JT. And then the next guy, if you're looking at the rolling report on Fantasy National is a name we haven't talked about, and I think it's worth talking about a lot of these guys up here, but it's Will Zalatoris when it comes down to strokes gain off the tee. Yeah. I mean, Willie Z continues to do it. Obviously had a chance at, at Southern Hills at the PGA. We all saw video of those, guys, those freaking putts that he just, I mean, I mean, it's just the worst thing you could ever see with yes. his putting stroke. Um, maybe well, I mean... Let's, relatively speaking, <laughs> you might be the only guy worse uh, today. Um, but I think Willie Z's in play for me down there at 9,300, like just the, the price break that you get there. I think Cantley might be another guy that's going to be kind of so low owned and, and tempting, but Cantley just doesn't get it done in majors, it seems like. Yeah, that's the narrative that's sort of coalescing around him. Um, you know, he does it until he does, right? I mean, we've all seen those guys who 
who don't break through. But yeah, I think Cantley's got some major wins in him. Questions when is this the right spot? I think See, I'll I have some. I just think that he his major wins are going to come on for some reason like an Open Championship or the Masters. Sure. Yeah. Like I like you know a PGA Championship maybe it depends on the PGA Championship venue. Sure. A U.S. Open venue to me. I don't know if I see a Patrick Cantley win. He's not your prototypical U.S. Open player. He's longer than people think, but he's sometimes a little erratic with the driver. Um, the iron play, I mean, it's very streaky. Yeah. Uh, chipping and putting has always been a bit of a question with Cantley. Some weeks he's great at it, some weeks he's not. I guess what I'm really saying is Cantley is going to be pretty high variance here. There's yeah. a lot of, his range of outcomes is probably wider than almost any guy in this field other than maybe Victor Hovland. Um, so. If you're going to be playing him, you know, he may be a better guy to, to take on an outright, depending on what number you get. And that if I think if he plays well, he has a chance to win. Yeah. But he's less likely to top 10 or top 20 than some of these other guys, in my opinion. Yeah. That's probably a good little segue to talk about some outrights. And that's exactly what I was going to do. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about some outrights. I mean, I think the first guy that really that I see, and I'm only able to look on DraftKings at the moment. So if you guys want to pull up another book, like maybe if you each pull up a different book, like FanDuel or BetMGM or PointsBet, that well, way I've we got kind of checker up. So you got it. Okay. I can see. Well, we're in Britain, so I've got Ladbrokes. Stop. Look at well, you. I, I don't know. I mean, Look I feel like you. I'm going to have to walk into one of these betting stands and lay some on money that one down. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I mean, the first one that, in terms of a value for me, I'm not saying this might be the first guy, but in terms of a value for me. The first one that jumps out to me is Zalatoris at thirty-five, uh, at thirty-five to one. I will. I, I think that would be. I think that's a good get. I don't. I don't mind Willie Z there at thirty-five to one. Where are you seeing him at thirty-five to one? DraftKings. Okay. Well, this is it not up to date? No, it's uh, he's not on the board here on the, on the, the site I'm on. Yeah, well, like, that's a good number. If you can get Zalatoris, uh, yeah, if you can get Willie Z at thirty five to one. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, I may have some money on him. I'll just say I'll I'll go ahead and tell the listeners Zalatoris. <laughs> he will feature heavily in my week yeah. for for better or worse. I think he's the guy who's going to win a U.S. Open or two in his career. Does it start here? I don't know, but he profiles well and he he hits it a mile these days. So long and straight. You know, small greens, just pepper them all week. I think that's what you're going to see. Anybody else outrights for you boys? What you know, I, I think I, I just clicked a couple names here, you know, looking at these guys that are over kind of 9K and above. And, you know, if even though – and I don't even really think we talked about them at all. Um, but unless I missed – where did I miss – wait, maybe – never mind. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. This Anybody? guy was in the AK now, so now I can't. I don't. Yeah, he's. Well, we'll, we'll get to him. Well, yeah. I could sell you maybe on Xander Shoffley. I, I, oh, yeah. I, please do, Cubby. While, while you do that, yeah, I'm I need to check a camera setting. But please do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've I've spent a lot of money betting Xander Shoffley, obviously to no avail. Um, however, you at least bet him at the Olympics. Well, I don't think I bet the Olympics, Pat. <laughs> I don't know that I, I. It was the time change. It was too much for me. Yeah. But I really think Xander. He's got the kind of game, you know, he's going to hit it. He's long. He's going to hit it pretty straight. He's going to keep it in play. I don't think these big misses are as big of a problem for Xander as they are for other people. Um, sneaky good short game. Can he putt? Is he going to be tweaking something? We all know he's shown up to U.S. Opens before with, uh, and I've heard people talk about, it, come to the Masters and be out on the putting green on Wednesday night with a computer trying to figure things out. 
not what you want to see. Shows up to a U.S. Open and tries Nerd a, alert. Yeah, no doubt. It tries a claw. Tries a claw grip at the U.S. Open when he's supposed to win. We think about last year. Everybody said, well, Xander's going to win. It's a home yeah. game for him. A year later, and we're a little less keen on Xander, but I think the game is still there. It's coming around. He's playing pretty good golf. Obviously, very good at the Charles Schwab. Uh, and sneaky, pretty good at the PGA. He didn't make a lot of putts, but I think he's kind of sitting there, and we may see some drift on him. Again, another guy who's not in the field at the Canadian, so maybe he goes a little under the radar, and if you start getting him at the 22 to 25, you know, I might have a look. See, you know, right around there, though, and we haven't mentioned him, is Jordan Spieth at 25 to 1. How are you going to get Jordan Spieth is literally like... He's obviously won a U.S. Open before. Now it was he's on twenty-eight a, to one on DraftKings. By the way. I said twenty-eight Ooh. to one. I need to pull it. That, that's not how do you up on get, how do you think Xander gets to twenty-five? He's at fourteen to one on DraftKings. I don't think he gets to twenty-five. Is Ladbrokes offering? No, he's, yeah, he's at twenty-two he is, on Ladbrokes. Maybe they just need to come across the pond and hang with us. No, but make but your bet. Xander is. Um, I'll tell you a few here. He is at on points bet. He's twenty to one. On Bet 365, he's 22 to 1. And Fandle, he's 22 to 1. Fandle, he's 22 to 1 as well. So, shop around for your lines, of course. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what you got to do. So I, but I think Jordan Spieth, I mean, he's been playing. He actually did, if you watch him at the PGA, he did not play very well. Had a lot of bad holes there, but still finished T34. Still there. Yeah. So, he's another guy we know he can win, know he can win majors, played well, 25 to 1. I feel like that. Is a number that I, I would really look at for Jordan Spieth. Well, we like Spieth on or 28 quir- to 1 DK. Quirky courses, and even though this has the U.S. Open feel to it that you need to be long and straight, it's also a place where you're going to have blind shots, weird mounds, need to kind of move the ball around in strange ways. To me, that screams Jordan Spieth. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that oh, yeah. creativity and shot making. Shot making, right? I know it's a cliche, but like it, what we it did matters. today. A lot of shots. I made a lot of shots. I did make a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, I made I made more than y'all did. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh boy, uh, golf is hard. You know, golf is hard. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not wild about. I mean, you know, anybody can tell you that you should bet Scotty Scheffler at 14 to one. So I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna. Get, I don't really get fired up about a lot of these guys uh, at these numbers. Hideki at 35, and we haven't talked about him. Um, Hideki at 35, maybe. Uh, 35 to 1 on DraftKings. Boy, what a scary click. Isn't it is, he? It is a scary click. That really scares is a scary me. click. But, I mean, you <laughs> also just picked Xander, so. Well, that's right. Also scary when it comes to winning majors. Well, you can trust that Xander's not going to. You know, with Hideki, there's all the scar tissue. With, yeah. With draws with, with and draws things. And, and painting his driver, you know, like he's in middle school. I don't know, man. It's a scary. He's a very volatile there's guy. The, there's the late Wednesday night Japanese media report that may throw people off. I've learned a lot of Japanese through following the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Nice. Um, all right, let's move on to the 8K range as well as, uh, as, well as get into some, some bets in a range that I'm actually excited about. Uh, before we do that, we do have to thank our friends at Front 9. It's coffee for golfers. Small batch, artisan coffee, delicious coffee, okay? You order it, guess what? They haven't even roasted it yet. So when you order it, then they're going to roast it so you know it's fresh. And you can pick your grind. You can pick if you want whole bean, fine, morse, coarse, morse. Why do I say morse? Morse, Coarse grind. Morsels. Um, It's delicious. And actually, 
Newsflash, me and Pat, are uh, we have our own flavors now. Pat, yeah. what your flavor is, uh, what's it? It's a bump and run flavor. Oh, boy. It's called bump and run. It's called it, bump and run. It is an Italian, it. um, it's an Italian roast. Espresso, Espresso Milano. Yeah. It's very it's, fancy. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, you're, prob- you're definitely going to like it more than DB's flavor. But, of course, <laughs> it's, got, it's got the name bump and run because we all know that I'm one of the top bump and run players in the world. <laughs> and so that is one of the reasons that that's the theme for my coffee because it's delicately, you know, the bump and run is a delicate shot. takes a lot of skill, good hands. All of that goes into uh, making the uh, bump and run Pat's blend. So we'll see how uh, that turns out. But uh, it, you know, regardless of my flavor or your flavor, front nine, yeah. great. It's fantastic coffee. You got to go out and try it. And they're our friends, you know, support yeah. some local. They started in Augusta. Uh, they'll ship to your door anywhere in the U.S., Canada, in the next you know two days after they after you order it because they're going to roast it first and they're going to ship it to you. It's fresh, it's delicious, it's local. Um, check them out. My my flavor coming out is called a small bucket of nuts. It's a hazelnut, medium roast, delicious coffee. Um, so check that out as well. And uh, you can go to frontninecoffee.com. That's f o f r o n t the number nine coffee.com. And use promo code TJ10 to get 10% off your order and any subsequent orders as well. So keep coming back and do TJ10. Get Make that, something for get yourself. Don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, man. Yeah, take some pride. Save the cash. Take some pride in yourself. Be yeah, a real exactly. man. Make your own coffee. Make don't it have. Your, make you, it for your wife. You know, don't have some. Appreciate it. Don't have some chick named yeah. Starburst with like yellow hair, purple hair. Can you imagine like your wife, like going to your wife is, you know, you get some front nine coffee and. She's like, what kind of what kind of uh, coffee are we going with today? And and you can just say, we're going with a small bucket of nuts. <laughs> DB's small bucket of nuts. You're drinking DB's nuts this morning, baby. <laughs> uh, my, my wife, you know, she's satisfied with that. So. <laughs> All right, the let's talk about the AK range here on DraftKings. Uh, you got Joaquin Neiman, Cam Young, Brooks Kepka, Billy Ho, Fitzpatrick, Berger, Burns, Finau, Homa, and Hatton. Hey. Uh, Kobe, why don't you give us an RBC Canadian update right now, just for our viewing pleasure, because by the time anybody else is watching this, they're already going to know who's winning. But I'd like to know, because oh Finau is up there, Burns was up there, Fitzy was doing okay. Well, looking at the leaderboard here, it turns out Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose, the pride of these islands right here, they are uh, top two. Rory's 1,700 now, uh, minus six through 10 holes. Justin Rose is on uh, 59 watch. Minus 11 through 15. Wow. Uh, two eagles in there, unless he's made another one. Excuse me, three eagles in his round today. He's featuring prominently in my lineup, so I just uh, went from six to midnight. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Justin Thomas, uh, uh, T2. Yeah, Justin Rose was on my card, DB, the last, the, uh, the, the no research card. Well, it's, yeah. Sweet. T2, Tony Finau has fallen to fifth, so he'll God have dang, some work to do online. to come up. Sam Burns, Corey Connors, uh, Fitzpatrick, Mitchell. Uh, and Smalley was a good call by you. He's T8. So. Okay. Well, that's depressing. I wish I wouldn't have asked. Anyway, uh, we got some names in here. I love uh, Joaquin Neiman. Me too. Absolutely love Joaquin Neiman. He's 40 to 1. He's 8,900. Uh, I've already bet him at 40 to 1. Um, Neiman, underrated short game. I, I've always said it. It, it. He didn't do great his last time out, but the short game has been solid. The irons are solid. I mean, and if you look at total driving on tour, he's top five. Like, he's literally top five. 
in strokes gain off the tee, long-term, short-term, whatever you want. He's got all the distance that he needs. I love Neiman at 89. Um, Cam Young is going to be interesting. I mean, can the young fella, can the young fella do his thing? I think Homa's a value at 8,100. I, I like see that name and I think, damn, like even though Cam Young had a really good PGA championship, does it really feel like Max Homa, who's now won four times? Yeah. Who's yes. now won four times should be $800 less than, than Cam Young. Like I, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels it feels seven hundred dollars less than, than Cam Young. I like Homa kind of pops wrong. to me it and Burns. Wrong. I love Burns. Well, I said this before the PGA. We know Cam Young is going to compete in majors. The question is when. I thought the PGA would be a little early for Cam Young. I was wrong. Um, he blossomed early. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a player who plays really well in majors. But 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 but. Max Homa, it's taken him a while. I think he's ready. I think he played – I think the game is trending. He's playing well in the tough events, tough courses, tough fields. That's a big price difference between those two guys who I think have similar upside. I mean, in all honesty. Yeah, for sure. And that price difference allows you to do a lot of things with your lineups. Uh, but Cam Young may come at an ownership uh, – you know, a little bit of an ownership advantage. You think for people you. are still going to play a lot of him at 8,800? I, I don't think so. I, I think people are going to look at what we're looking at, which is why am I playing Cam Young when I could play Sam Burns at 83? You yeah. know, Finau it, even. As it's good as he's too playing. much of a price increase, I think, for some people to stomach. So you may have to, by paying up for Cam Young, you may be able to get an ownership, uh, some leverage, uh, at least in DK. Now, for outrights, that's a little different. But, but I like some of the players at the bottom of the AK range better. Well, you know, I, as much as I hate that th- this guy's name is about to <laughs> fall upon my lips, but Billy Horschel at 8,600, I think is a good play. This, you know, he's coming off the win there at Memorial. One of the things we've seen here at the, op- at, at the U.S. Open is, one, typically actually guys that take a break before, like if you look at the last 10 years, I think seven of the last 10, 10 winners all took a break the week before the U.S. Open. So we talk a lot about the, those tournaments before a major and how they, you know, you know, how they play and whatever else. But actually, it, it, it turns out, at least for the U.S. Open, last 10 years, having a little bit of a break, one-week break is good. Also, we see, I think, a majority, maybe the same number, seven out of the last 10, somewhere in that range, have all finished in the top 15 in their previous two to three tournaments right before the U.S. Open. So, again, Good form, taking a little bit of a break right before the U.S. Open. Billy Horschel, I think, fits a lot, and he's played good in U.S. Opens before. Not recently, if you look at the last four or five years, but we have seen him certainly. He's a, he's a kind of grinder-type player that plays well on courses like this. So I think Billy Horschel there at, at 8,600 is a, is, a, is a good play. And then if you're you know even looking at the odds for him, you know, they're like right around like you can get them as high as 60 to one and on some books that I'm seeing maybe more around like 50 to one but I think for a guy coming off of a win in good form you know hitting his irons really well Billy Horschel around that 50 to 61 range I think is good well talking ownership and I was going to ask you this you talk ownership in this 8k range I think for a guy who's coming off that win and a big win at Jack's place Billy Horschel usually not one of the more popular players in no. DFS. Where do you think the and, and talk to Billy Ho, but where do you think Kobe ownership is going to drift here? I think obviously people are going to avoid Brooks Kepka. Um, yeah. By the way, and I didn't even talk much stats with Billy Ho. 
If you're looking at my favorite stats, every single one of them, he is in in the top 30 in the field. Every single one of them. You know, I think Billy Horschel is going to be unpopular because he's unpopular. Yeah. Um, And that sort of speaks to what you're saying. But the bigger reason is that I think everybody in the world is going to play Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Coming off a good week at the Canadian, he won the USAM at the country club. Uh, It kind of profiles as a Matt Fitzpatrick kind of course. He's driving it much better, which which speaks well to his U.S. Open chances. Um, and he's, you know, he's been in the top 15 seemingly every week. I mean, I know he missed one cut when everybody had him no, here he's been up recently, yeah. but he's been in the top 15 yeah, all the time. Solid. So I think you're going to see a lot of ownership on Fitzpatrick. Um, I do think people are going to play Cam Young, maybe not a ton of people. Neiman's always popular, you know, and he's been playing well. Um, Sam Burns coming off wins. There's, Burns, yeah. But I, I think Fitzpatrick is kind of where all the ownership is going to go because he's such an easy click. You think more people play him than, than Burns? I think so. Yeah. I think I agree. God, I love that. Well, but I think Burns is a really good I play want, as a bet. I will that was who I was going to mention earlier as a bet. Yeah. 35 to 1, 40 uh, like to 1 Burns. if you can get him in That's that range. That's an incredible value. Yeah. But, I mean, on DraftKings right now with Burns, he's 40 to 1. He's 20, 29 to 1 on FanDuel. Um, and he's twenty-eight to one on BetMGM. Like, why? Why Matt Fitzpatrick and Shane Lowry would be shorter than Sam Burns to me sure. is ridiculous. Sam Burns wins. Yeah. You know, I think Finau's gonna after playing as well as he has this week. I like Finau. Finau at that price will garner ownership. Finau's price dependent. Price him up into the nines. People sometimes don't play him. Price him down. He used to be seventy-nine hundred at every major, right? And he was in every lineup, you know, ever. He's forty percent off. But price him at eighty-two hundred. I think you're gonna see a lot of Finau. Which, I like the way he's playing. Yeah, I mean, that tells you, though, there's going to be guys in this 8K range that are going to be under own because they have to be. Horschel will probably end up being one of those guys which will be interesting coming off of a win. But I think there'll be people who think, well, it's Billy Horschel. He gets his one win a year. Yeah. But there's no reason to think he can repeat it, except that I think he's playing pretty good golf right now. Um, so you'll, you'll have some chances for, to find leverage looking, here. looking for some Billy Ho validation from you. Kobe, I appreciate that. I think you gave me a well, little bit. There. No, in reality, he, I, he kind of. He, 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 well, kind well, I'll tell you this: very, very politician. Well, people on. think people have talked about people who know more about golf courses than me. This bird is going to land on your cigar I'm in just a second. It. I'm looking for looking for a poop shot right here. I need that. Luck. He's like on the ground right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, this is a, a well seasoned hotel bird because he has gone in. And he's because most of the time you see a bird go into they a building freak out. and they freak out. They don't know how to get back out. He's but this bird, here. he's been in, he's here been in and out, in and out. He knows what his way. A well seasoned hotel bird. <laughs> well, if I catch him, I put him on the grill. He'll be well seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think people who know more about golf courses than me have uh, have compared the Country Club a little bit to Marion. Uh, in and it'll be longer. It'll play longer than Marion, but it's got that really old classic course feel. Um, small greens quirky blind shots sort of testing guys in weird ways billy horschel the last u.s open he played well in i love being tested in weird ways yeah me too well billy's going to be tested in weird ways but Mm -hmm. i I think he's a i think he's a good play pat i'll give you some i'll give you some help there i'll give you some encouragement i'll tell you a guy who you're going to be looking at on wednesday night at low ownership is terrell hatton for sure in this range oh gosh which i i I will gladly continue not to click regardless of the low ownership Well, uh, you can have all my Hatton shares. I mean, Brooks yeah, and Hatton. Brooks and Hatton are going to be the three, low, the two lowest owned guys, and I think possibly followed by Berger. Yeah. Um. Now let me ask you this, Kobe. Now you, I don't remember if it was both weeks for Masters and Heritage when you won a bunch of money, but I know for at least one of those weeks, you took a very 
like you tend to I feel like you tend to play very all or nothing in terms of your player pool in terms of how you construct lineups like a lot of guys will will say especially in some of the higher stakes contests will say like I just want two guys with super low lever, super low ownership leverage but you're it's not beyond you to have four guys that are like sub 10%. Oh yeah. So the question is could you start a tournament lineup in the 8k range? with Joaquin Neiman and whoever else or whoever else you want to do, would you, in a U.S. Open, as ballsy as you are, forfeit the 9K and 10K range altogether? I wouldn't. There's too much win equity at the top uh, for me. And I think with as soft as the pricing is, I don't know that you necessarily have to. And I think a lot of the 8K guys are going to be popular because you're going to need them in order to play your Schefflers and your Thomases. People are going to go, if you go to JT or Rory, and Rory's about to be so popular if he ends up winning this tournament, if you go to Rory first, you're going to be living in that 8K range. So I think building a whole lineup there, you don't necessarily gain a lot of leverage. Now you're having some kind of unique creative builds because you're, you would have five or six guys there, but a lot of them are going to be highly owned because be all the people at the top are going to need them. Um, but, you know, I, I do think... If you can find some good values here, given that it is a U.S. Open and it's really hard to get a six of six, so it's top 60 in ties, big field. Mm-hmm. You know, there are amateurs in this field, but some of them are very good players and will make the cut. We've seen Hovlins and Morikawa's make the cut as amateurs or as, you know, very young players. So this isn't a field with throwaway players like the PGA or the Masters. So getting that six of six is very hard, which, you know, means balance builds do have some value, but people know that, and then they become more popular because people just think, well, if I can get six of six through, I, I can win a lot of money. Um, but I, not for me, you know, building all six there. But would I go balanced? Yeah, but not, probably not that balanced. Yeah. Um, any more outright looks here? I mean, I think Neiman and Burns, uh, both at 40 to 1 on DraftKings, is tremendous uh, value there. I, you know, I talked about how Cam Young is – $700 more expensive on, D- on DraftKings than Max Homa. And you, you look at outright odds, Cam Young's 65 to 1 on DraftKings and Homa's 50 to 1. Like, very interesting pricing there from DraftKings. Uh, I, I don't, I think if I had to pick, if I had to narrow it down and pick one, I think I'd take Homa at 50 to 1 over Young at 65 to 1. But in this range, I, I do really, really like uh, Burns, Neiman, and Homa outright. Anybody? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Burns and Neiman were, were two that I was I was pretty high on as far as outrights, and and then Billy Ho. I mean, I think if you get if you can get that sixty to one number on Billy Ho, mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, so, well, I'm seeing Daniel Berger at fifty to one, and I don't love him at fifty to one. But given what we're talking about with how people aren't necessarily going to love him in this range, have you seen any drift on him to sixty six, sixty, sixty six? Worth a shot for me. I think he's. Yeah. I think he has the upside. He played well at love, the Memorial too. Yeah, I tend to love Berger a lot yeah. of times, yeah. um, and he's burned me a lot. His his iron play has actually still been really solid. Long term, he's a, he's his scrambling numbers are good. They haven't been great lately. I guess you're worried about. I mean, are you just worried about the off the tee stuff with Berger? If anything, like the off the tee numbers aren't tremendous. Um, but yeah. Kids got kids got chops. Well, I, I trust Berger over ten foot par putt about as much as anybody in the field, which is saying a lot. I mean, he he's making putts. You're gonna have to do it in the U.S. Yeah. Open. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get to the seven K range. Some more outright numbers before we do. Got to thank our sponsors at Burrow. This is some Burrow furniture right here that we're sitting on. You know what I mean? I mean, it's major season. It's all in full swing. It's time to ask yourself if your old ratty couch and outdated <laughs> seating, you know, can hang for an entire seventy two holes. It may not. You know, you're gonna be 
mad and pissed off, you might slam on your couch cushion or something or kick your coffee table or maybe your cousin. So I'm going to say the answer is no. And for that, you're going to want to check out our friends at Burrow. They cover the entire course with three iconic modular seating systems and everything from coffee tables to credenzas. Burrow is your one-stop shop for outfitting your home in style. The Kettle Collection, made of stylish metal and marble, is a great coffee or side table. Then the Carta Collection, which contains all your clutter Carta so your me? space looks yeah, <laughs> effortlessly tidy. Support your TV screen in style. You got, you got something you need to put your TV on. You know, because you're not really good at leveling stuff and you can't put, you can't hang it on your wall. Burrow offers three different media consoles to fit your TV, featuring customizable designs, adjustable height, interior shelves, and thoughtful touches like cord organizing. Some of y'all need a little bit of that. And look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself if you do, and I bet you do. Okay, free shipping on every order. Every order from Burrow, no matter how small or large, includes free shipping, which can save you an average of $100 on like a big old couch. So here's what you got to do. Burrow wants you to love the sofa you're on as much as you love our show. Show them you're listening to the Tour Junkies by shopping at burrow.com slash tourjunkies and get $75 off your first order. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash tourjunkies for $75 off burrow.com slash tourjunkies. All right. Now, boys, we're getting to the 7K range. This is a, this is a spicy range. Some outright bets I bet are going to come from this range. But I'm out of Guinness, and you two boys ordered five Guinness. Let me ask you a question. There's yeah, we three t- guys sitting here. Yeah. And they come, these MFers come down with five Guinnesses. Well, we and I go, only, yeah. who's... You're working here, man. So, so, so what are we doing? And they go, oh, we each got two. And they gave me one. Well, so yeah. they're working on now their second one, and I've been finished with my first one for 20 minutes. So I'm going to go up to the bar and order another Guinness. Shall I get you anything? Will you please get me one? Uh, I'll have another. Okay. <laughs> okay. So while I do that... You, um, actually, you could, just so you know... You can order and they'll bring them back down. So that's you what don't I'm have gonna to do. be gone. So that's long. what I'm gonna do. Did y'all did y'all order appetizers by the way? They, no, they we wouldn't do that. that. We didn't. No. We told them we were famous podcasters. They didn't. We're they gonna didn't, have to figure out. Y'all got free. Y'all got free apps for podcasters. No, I think they should. We're gonna have to go into the town of St. Andrews a little bit later here and get some food. That's right. All right I'm gonna go on a B double E R U N R B double E double R U N. All right. Well, I can. I can. You guys start seven. I can run this. I can run this ship here while you go do that a little bit. So all right. So here now seven K is always. <laughs> yeah, get those joggers on, man. It cuts off your. Is this your, Eric Van Roy in here? It cuts off your bottom level uh, circulation. <laughs> um, all right, so we get into the seven K range here, and now look, I'm not going to run through it because there's so many names here um, from top to bottom. But this is always an important range any week. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a major or not. And I think there's there's a lot of good plays that we could go to, but we'll we'll start up here at the top. Um, and there's there's one name that I think a lot of people are going to go to that I, I, I don't, I don't really want to play. Um, that's Aaron wise. Everybody always wants to talk about Aaron wise. And I just, I, I don't, I don't like Aaron. Pat, wise. I'm with you. I yeah. mean, he's from, we're both from this part of the country down on the bottom, right? You yeah. Know? He's from the top left. Yeah. Top There's a left. lot of distance between me and Aaron wise emotionally. Yeah. And he's not even made any efforts to bridge that distance. No. No, he's not, not for me. And now I know, you know, he's coming off and he's been playing really well. I mean, you look at his last four finishes T6 in Mexico, T51 at the ATT, top 25 at the PGA, second at the Memorial. Again, you know, I think the Memorial is one of those tournaments that I do like to look at for the U.S. Open because it's such a tough field yes. and a tough course. Second there, it looks good. But I just don't, I just don't like Aaron Wise here. I mean, a lot of times when we're talking about some of these players and you, you just, you gotta have a feeling about him in these majors. That's right. And I never, I don't never have a feeling well, about him. I like to envision how a guy is going to perform. What do I see 
do I, yeah. what kind of shots do I see him hitting? And the thing with him too, I think there's going to be a lot of miscut equity equity with Aaron Wise in a major. You know, sometimes what happens with these young PGA Tour players who play well in some of these events, we get kind of a runaway train with their ownership in these big events. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, wait a second, we played Aaron Wise at 24%. Well, he's got miscut equity, and if I can bomb out 24% of the field because they took Aaron Wise. I'm going to let them have that risk. And if he beats me, he beats me. Absolutely. Right? I, I, don't, I just don't want any part of Aaron Wise. We're fading Aaron Wise? Yes. Yeah. Crack on, mate. Yeah, he's not my guy. He might God, be your I guy. love Aaron Wise. You can I'm have all such my, a sucker. You can have all my Wise. shares. I love Aaron Wise. Well, Did you order a beer that quickly? Yeah. He ran, Or three beers. Well, I'll tell you, you and, uh, I don't know, a million of your closest friends can play Sung J.M. I love Sung J.M. Well, you're going to be you and the rest the, of the field. The, the value is so good. It's, it's hard to fade $7,600 Sung Jay. Do you think, though? Because, like, I think people are – I think Sung Jay is just kind of boring. It's Sung Jay week, pal. If you're playing him, join your pals. So there's going to be a bunch of them. See, I think Sung Jay is going to be one that people, like, land on here in this, That's... this 7K range. I want to play – Tommy Fleetwood. I oh, really want to play Tommy Fleetwood. Me here. and you, pal. Can Hop I say, on that bus with me. We're yes, going. Let's go on the Fleetwood the bus. The Fleet bus is, is headed that way. Yeah. Can that I even s- sounds like a bus. Like, if you said I'm going <laughs> on the does. Fleetwood. Yeah. Oh, Fleetwood yeah. bus line. We're, like, we're taking the Fleetwood right to Poundtown right, here. No, uh, no, no M bus lines. <laughs> um, I act, This is bad because I got to say, I before we left for Scotland, so like the Thursday of the RBC, I was looking around, and I did think, like, wow, Sungjae's a good value. But I don't feel like people like Sungjae, so I actually pre-recorded a sleepers video, and I included him as a sleeper. Yeah, he might know. be 22%. But then again, like, there is a lot of value down here in this range. Like, not everybody. I mean, ownership's going to get spread out. So it, it might not be I that bad. I do think there's some spots where there won't be ownership, and I think I don't want to do any live talk. If you want to hear my takes on live. I have an obnoxious Twitter thread. Go check it out. <laughs> he does. Not gonna he has a very ba- Not going to go back there. But I do think in turn, live matters, right? Whenever we're talking about betting, yeah. we're talking yeah. about DraftKings ownership and leverage and how guys are going to play. I think some of the live guys, Louis, Louis Sergio, Gooch, Sergio, Gooch. are in this range. And there may be something to that. These guys are kind of out of sight, out of mind. People are going to think they're distracted. None of these guys other in this range played particularly well at the live event, I guess. I didn't follow much of it, but I, I think Taylor Gooch played kind of poorly. So I do think it could hurt their ownership. Now, are you willing to take the risk that these guys who have been getting pounded on by reporters for their live stuff last week are going to be focused to play in the U.S. Open? You know, that, that's a chance you're going to have to take, and that's going to come with an ownership discount. You know, if, if that's just the way ownership goes. Typically, there's risk involved with the guys who are low on. That's why they're that's yeah. why they're low on. So, I mean, granted, I, I mean, if I were a live guy, I would want nothing. I mean, even if I wasn't, I would want nothing more than to come off that live event and then win the U.S. Open. Oh well, for sure. There's and a there's really a, there's a motivation angle there too, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I I can kind of get that. I, I think you kind of do wonder with this this week coming off of the live event, which is a very emotional week for a lot of those guys. Like, like normally, if, like, the live tour would have been, you know, we're a year into it, and they're coming from London and whatever. Else. But because it's such an emotional, like, you know, and there's so much, you know, adversary between the tour and whatever else, and, you know, what are these majors going to do? Like, I just wonder, like, 
this is the week where you really avoid a lot of those those guys because they've got a lot on them. There's some scar tissue. There's going to be, I I think, that in America, there's going to be a lot of people that are booing these folks, even though they may not know why, but they just know they hate hate things. And maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know. But... I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on these live oh, folks to try to do better. And, and, and there's also and distractions. Tra- well, there's a travel angle to this, too. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of Boys, travel. we just came across the pond. I know they do it more often, and they do it in better style than we do with their newfound money. Yeah, but it's not easy to go from the U.S. to London back all in two weeks. You're playing very yeah. – there's a lot going on with these guys. I don't know how much oh, that's going to affect them. Oh, here she comes. Oh, she's here. She's here. All right, who is it? Does she have our drinks? Yeah, I mean – Three Guinnesses. I'm going to ask you again, who's going to win the U.S. Open? Is it Bobby McIntyre? She still doesn't know. She told us Bobby McIntyre because he's Scottish. Is he in the field? I, I, don't, I don't think Bobby Mack is, but he should be. Oh, man. Are there any Scots in the field? Russell Knox? Russell Knox is also not. Thank you. All right. Russell Knox is also not in the field. All right. There's no Scots in the field. All right. Maybe I, she's, she'll choose an Irishman, Shane Lowry. Thank you, Look pal. at you piling up glasses over there, and I, I had to fight and claw for my second Guinness. God, did we talk about Mito? Yeah, I was going to bring him up. Where are you guys at on Mito? I think Mito profile is great for this. He's going to drive I think it really two, well. There's two players here that I think you just can't jump off the train, and one is Mito, and one is down near the bottom, and that's Davis Riley. Mito is not only continuing to strike his ball well off the tee and approach, but he, his short game is good too. I mean, the short game's tight. Um, so I think if if Wise eats up all that ownership that you say he's going to eat up, maybe Mito goes a little overlooked. I don't know. Um, I mean, if people go heavy on Wise and Sungjae, then your boy Fleetwood bus lines, Tommy Kankles, you know, and, and Mito might be pivots there. I think so. Um, you know, I think Webb Simpson is sneaky. On no, an old I don't, classic I don't play Webb. Web. <laughs> well, I don't maybe, like Webb. Maybe it's time to start. See, I think Webb could. It's, it's just you always have to look at him in the U.S. Opens. He was not even close to you know being projected as a as a winner. As a matter of fact, if you look at like odds, um, you know, for previous winners in the U.S. Open, I, I think he was. Like one of the longest odds players that we've we've seen, like Gary Woodland was maybe up there, um, but Webb definitely was. Let's see, Webb was when he won, or was he? God, I had this up. Maybe the play for Sungjae is not to. I mean, if he's gonna be that chalky, which is really gonna suck for me, is just bet him at fifty to one. Bet him a top ten, maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't dislike Sungjae. He's great off the tee. Yeah, you just think he's going to be really popular. I just think there's – does he have the upside to justify eating all the chalk? The question, though, with Sungjae, anytime – and if people – they've asked me a lot about my sort of philosophy and strategies for DFS generally. But if I'm going to be fading a guy, I want that guy to have some miscut equity, right? I want my fade to have a chance to pay off and just to bomb out some percentage of lineups because if I fade a guy and he comes T18 – or T31 even, and makes a bunch of birdies, I'm not really eliminating the field. That guy didn't win, but he still helped the people beat me, potentially. I don't know how much miscut equity Sungjae has. I mean, I do think, I think he's got a fairly high floor in this event, which makes a fate of him not as appetizing for me. So, you know, will he be in my player pool? I don't know, but I'm not super thrilled about fading him. 
What were you going to say? No, I just found like odds for the last 10 winners. So mm. John Rahm was at 12 to 1, and this is our average. Bryson was 30 to 1. Gary Woodland was 110 to 1. Kepka won two years in a row, but the first year he won was 60 to 1, and then he was 34 the last, the last year he won. DJ 17 to 1. Jordan 11 to 1. Keimer was 50 to 1, which I was shocked by that. Justin Rose, 28 to 1, but Webb, when he won, so that, that's uh, 100 to 1. So two guys in here over 100 to 1, Woodland and Webb, over the last 10 years. Most of it became, you know, if you look at just the last 10 years, 50 to 1 and under, that's really like if you're just talking about odds, that's sort of the, the, the area you've got to land on is that mid-range and, and, and less. There's so many good names here at the bottom too. Yeah, KH Lee. And it's it's is really KH Lee like it's hard to narrow down. How long is KH Lee going to get disrespected? Sneaky good off the tee, folks. Yeah. I think people don't put a bit of respect on that man's name. I mean, I mean two letters. There's only five letters total. Is he Siwoo 2.0? I the, think he might the, be Siwoo. I mean, I'd hate to say that cuz we love Siwoo. We with still the love Siwoo. You know, but is he Siwoo 2.0? He's direct TV Siwoo. <laughs> yeah. That's what he is. Well, he's not as good around the green as Siwoo. I'll, well, I'll tell you that. Siwoo is a magic man. Siwoo like is Siwoo. a top five, top ten around the green I like guy. Siwoo here. We're, we're, um, we're talking yeah. about two great things here. It's not like Siwoo's awful and we're trying to we're trying to disrespect his name. Yeah. Like, like and I mean, the, he's we're just saying it's K.H. Lee. See, Wu's coming off 2. a good 0. week, I too. think it's a great compliment to K.H. Lee yeah. that he is now, uh, yeah. and he wears a wonderful cowboy hat. And he's got good character, too. Like, he's, he's a character. Yeah, he is. We've heard yes. he's a character. I mean, see, Wu, the 13th at Jack's Place, I, lo- I love seeing that. Um, when I talk to him at Craig Ranch, I mean, all, he, see, Wu really wants to win a major and, and put the pressure on South Korea to exempt his military deal. I think there should be some. I could lawyer that. You think you could? Yo, you'd lawyer to, the hell out of that. If he, if he wants to call, we can. We'll take an envoy over there and um, discuss that. Your boy Justin Rose, who's who's helped you out a lot today on Sunday, the RBC Canadian. What do you think's going to happen? You think now it's now everybody's going to be? I mean, I don't think people are going to be like super excited to play Justin Rose. Period. Well, here's the question: How much steam does my what I just said about Marion pick up within the community? I'm I didn't think of that certainly not smart enough to know the golden age but the people who do they're already talking about it if that picks up steam there's nobody who played better there than justin rose uh coming off this tournament he's played he's been sneaky here in the last month the price is low he has the pedigree i do think he'll be popular but as we see every week sure maybe there's one guy who i don't think he's gonna be the one guy who pops up 20 percent. these guys all get spread out there's so many of them that people click their favorite guy, and then they go. People are going to click Luke List because they like him. Thomas Peters. I will not click you know, Luke List. They like I will not click Luke List. Oh, I Luke List will list. be on my teams. The Augusta I'm trying, boy. I'm trying to stop. So speaking of like clicks down here, like for a guy like let's let's all right let's let's go to a contest then like a higher stakes contest because I think the clicks get different when you get higher in the stakes. All right, so I'm not talking. Maybe we could talk like. $5,300 entry, <laughs> stuff like that. I know you, you, well, the 200 single dollar. Uh, $200 let's just talk single $200 single entry. Right. A guy like Davis Riley. Yeah, what are I we mean, doing? Five straight top 15 finishes. That includes the PGA Championship. It feels good, doesn't it? He is a player to me that I think has clicked more probably in the $200 single entry 
because people are paying attention and know than the, right. than he is in like the Millie Maker or something like that. That's so, right. So like you kind of see where I'm public, going there. Like, what do you think with a real like a public Davis contest? Rally? Yeah, I like Davis Riley. I have a concern a little bit about fatigue, and I mean that just he's played a lot of grueling golf tournaments in a row, just piling up, and he's making cuts, so he's playing all the rounds. And I know he's young. And he's not just making cuts. He's been well, top com- 15. He's competing. He's, yeah. you know, he's getting the full stress of the Saturdays and Sundays. And I know these guys are young. They're, but when I think of athletes, I try to compare it to other sports I've had success in betting, like in college basketball, when I get a team that's played three games in six days, the numbers on that third game, particularly if it's on the road, not great. Golf, a little different. It's just golf. They're traveling in style. They're not beating up their bodies too much. I wonder and I worry a little bit with the U.S. Open being a total grind and a gruel, whether at some point that is going to kind of wear on Davis Riley. Um, but the talent is there. He drives it great. He's got the profile of a guy who should compete. And the U.S. Open is a young man's game. If, I mean, we need it, to really it is a young that. man's game. And the only, my drawback for him is it's also an experienced young man's game. So – you have to have some experience playing in U.S. Opens, which he does not have. So that's the only drawback you could see from him. But it's very hard to overlook a guy. And, like, not many people come into any tournament top 15 in their last five events. No. Not many at all. That's, that's really, really I mean, it, damn good. A, yeah. yeah. It's a, and his swing is so sexy, too. God, it's, it's not like a... Swinger, it's not a go, Brendan God, Steele. He's just timing the hell out of that for five weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, what? Uh, anybody else down here, guys? What? Who, who else? I mean, seven K range is definitely a range. You feel like you got to make a lot of decisions. You know, I mean, you, I like Sergio. I know the live stuff, notwithstanding. I think he profiles really well for this place. I think he drives the ball great. I think he's got the experience around sort of weird, quirky courses. Yeah, I could see Sergio having a really good week. Um, and he's the kind of guy who has the, you know, devil may care, fuck you attitude, you know, when it comes to the live yeah. stuff. He doesn't care. The U.S. media has hated him for, I mean, they, they don't hate him anymore. But he's gone through all the criticism for sort of the way he is for a long time. I could see it bothering him less than it bothers like a Taylor Gooch to be a hated man at an event for the first time in his life, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sergio, I think, has a, a chance to be a good play here. Can we can we just stay away from a few guys here though? Can can we stay away from Alex Noren? Can we do that? Can no, we do, hope, can we stay I, away from I Alex? I want all of you on Alex Noren, just like you were at the PGA. Yeah. It, it helped me. Yeah, I I I don't. Can we also stay away from Lonto Griffin? I will stay away from him this this week. Yeah, Siwoo, I love down there at seven K. I mean, we just know it. I mean, the upside is just so good. I think Harold Varner's a guy to avoid. I mean, I, I, and I think yeah. that's a guy that people are going to want to click. He's had some success here recently. He feels like a guy who should be trending toward competing in a major. I think the off-the-tee stuff for him is a problem. We saw it even at RBC Heritage when he's in contention. He hits foul balls almost more than almost anybody you're going to see. When he misses, he misses big. Yeah. And that could be a big problem in a U.S. Open. Um, so he, he's not for me this week. I think he'll um, be a popular click. I think answer is a guy that I, I would. I know you know he kind of like didn't you like go all against him for the PGA DB and he he did okay. But I think answer is that I'm out on answer this week. I just don't feel like he's a good U.S. Open type player. 
You look at some of the stats, he's 113th in the field in strokes gained around the green. He usually is a pretty good ball striker, so you'll, you know, you'll, you'll catch him there with some stats, but I just don't... My answer radar is very good, and you are wrong. I did not tout one way or the other on the answer at the PGA. Which and the next the... week at the Colonial, he was the chalk bomb, and that's he finished 50-whatever. Right. Okay, he was the chalk bomb. Right, you're right. Okay. Um, I knew it was one of those weeks you were like... My, my answer radar is usually pretty good. This week, I'm out still. Well, Abe is very rarely the answer for me, and it hasn't hurt me. Yeah, it does. It, it doesn't hurt many people. I just He's don't... got a low ceiling, and, you know, that scares me. Yep. It, doesn't, it, it makes it much easier to fade him because... Very rarely is he going to come out in the U.S. Open and just dominate a field. So, sure. If Abe answers, makes the cut, and he comes T38, fine. You know, not for me, though. By the way, Justin Rose, who was talked about, is... Who's winning that golf? If you look at, like, a, a, a from a betting standpoint, he's a guy that you can... There's some, some big differentials here. Like, I'm seeing as short as 65 to 1, and then 100 to 1. 100 to 1, Justin Rose, to me, doesn't really feel all that bad you know playing well this week obviously um has won a u.s open before at marion um and that was what four or five years ago he's been playing a little bit better so 100 to 1 justin rose i like i don't want to take him at all if it's like you're sitting there at the 60 to 1 55 to 1 in that range but we're just talking about some outrights here that I think you could get a decent number on. If you can get 100 to 1 for, for Justin Rose, same goes for Garcia. We're talking about two guys right there in this kind of same era. You know, Garcia's around 125 to 1. That's not a bad number for a guy like Sergio Garcia. No, it's not. I don't hate it at all. I'd, I'd rather have Siwoo at 150 to 1 on DraftKings. Oh, um, or KH Lee at 150 to 1. Siwoo 2.0. I'd still rather have Siwoo. Uh, I mean, I like Aaron Wise, so if he does end up... But, I mean, a chalky Aaron Wise is not usually a wise decision. So, possibly a 100-to-1 outrider, a top-10 bet may make sense. Uh, a guy that we've not talked about that we were talking about a lot, and, and I guess the last two tournaments may have thrown people off a little bit, but, it, you know, it's Keegan Bradley, who actually, you know, great ball striker, always been a great ball striker. Um... And does pretty well on like hard. I was, I was, I did a little, I did a little, put together a little thing on Fantasy National where I, I kind of took some, some hard U.S. Open courses and some hard PGA Championship courses. I left out the Open and I left out the Masters okay. over the since 2015, and I kind of just, just sorted by those courses. And when you look at like strokes gained tee to green on those courses, I mean Keegan Bradley's top 25 in this field. And it feels like everyone just kind of left Keegan out to dry after the last couple of couple of tournaments. At seventy five hundred, like I think, I think Keegan his ceiling is actually a win. It would not surprise me if Keegan Bradley won a U.S. Open. Yeah, I'm with you. You really think you're gonna you could sit there on Sunday afternoon on Father's Day, and Keegan's gonna be the winner? Why isn't Keegan Bradley like? I, I mean, so. he's Gary Woodland. You know, those that's the same class of player. I don't know if people get high on Woodland, but he's not. Before Woodland drives he, me nuts. Well, before he won a U.S. Open, he's not appreciably better than Keegan Bradley in terms no. of career. Same, similar type of player. Yeah, ball but I, just, I don't know if I could see him win. I, I like I mean, he's Keegan. Already, he's won a PGA. I know, but has he won anything? It was, it was a long time ago. Gas was like $1.20. <laughs> 
But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I like Keegan. I think it's a good play. I mean, I was more talking about in DFS, but but I, I still, I mean, at eighty or hundred yeah. to one for a guy like very experienced in majors, very good record on tough, difficult majors, nearly won the Players Championship earlier this year. Like, and I think he's just had, he's just, you know, I, I, I think it's possible. There's going to be a lot of support for Keegan on the grounds. You know, he's a Northeast guy. Yep. So on and so forth. Whether the, that the makes Massachusetts him thing. popular, that, that sort of narrative could coalesce. But I think he's in a range. Well, the, the scary thing about Keegan for DFS purposes, I like to look at who you sandwiched by. Yeah. Not just the immediate sandwich, but if you think about a DFS range as a five-tier sandwich, who are the two guys around you? If you look at Keegan, we've got Ustazen and Gooch, and even going up further, Answer, none of who are going to be popular. Below him, you've got Seamus Power, Sebastian Munoz, Harris English, Webb Simpson. I haven't named one yet that you're really excited to play. So Keegan kind of becomes the click in that range, which... Yeah. You know, maybe scary. Yeah, but you got Sung Jay a hundred dollars ahead of him. Well, that's right. That you're talking about being super, super popular. Oh, I agree. Um, I think Sung Jay and Fleetwood uh, and Wise even going up are going to eat up a lot of ownership. So. And maybe after Sung Jay, it kind of goes dark for a minute until people get to Riley, maybe Kinley. Davis Riley, Harold Varner, the kind of favorite guys. You know, like sure. maybe the whole seventy three, seventy four, seventy five range just gets completely overlooked. Well, no one's playing Hoagie or Tringali or Leishman or Sepp Straka. I mean, there's nah. that the seven K range is going to be kind of neglected. I think people need to think about that when you see a big range that's got a lot of guys that you know no one's going to play. That's going to affect roster construction. Yeah. When seven Ks are unpopular, what does that mean? Well, it means six K high six K guys are going to be more popular. And it means the AK range is more popular, which also will tell you that at the top of the board, one of two things will happen. One, fewer people play Scheffler. And two, fewer people are going to jam two 10K two of those guys, 10K. Yeah. which means the 9K range is going to become more popular. So that uh, one range affects the other. So you got to think about that a little bit whenever you're building your lineups. Good word there. Any more outright bets? Outrights or uh, we don't have any top 20 numbers here. Just perusing 7k range versus some of the odds i mean, I mean when you get to this range like at a u.s open i mean you you rattled off the the odds of past champions it's not a range that we pepper like we would pepper at the rbc canadian no, Open. you're not gonna um, get I, I just i think a u.s open winner at 200 to 1 150 to 1 those type things like woodland was at 100 you know webb was around 100 other than that I just don't think you're going to get too many long shot type winners here. Yeah, I don't mind a bet on someone like Siwoo at 125 yeah. to 1. 150 to 1 on draft. Sure. Well, and I think, too, if you're. Sergio at it, similar If numbers. you want to look at these longer odds guys, just go with the, their top 10 numbers. That's right. Yeah. When they come out. Or they'll have yeah. generous top 20 numbers, even. Yeah. G- give me a guy at, at 100 to 1 or longer that has better winning upside than Siwoo. At a hundred to one, and that hundred one or longer. That I can do it. Adam Scott. Adam Scott's tempting down there. I mean, he's also I, tempting. In I don't know that he has better winning upside than Siwoo Kim. Maybe, but he I has. think he's got a similar sort of chance. Scott's seventy two hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, he's gonna be popular. A little surprised he's not among the live contingent. Yeah, I not think, he, I think that, he will. But, I think he will be. Well, in that weighs a little bit on my. We've seen some of these guys that are headed for live play pretty poorly. Taylor Gooch bombs out at the Charles Schwab 
where we felt like he should have played well. It's kind of a home game for him. He's Yeah, but when it's a major and they may be thinking I mean, uh, uh, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if the Masters or the or the PGA or the RNA come out and make a statement, but but right now the only champ major championship organization that's made a statement is the US Open. So for, right. for all intents and purposes, if you teed up on Thursday, if we hear from nobody else, this may be the last major you play in. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Time, to, time to play well? Time to Maybe. Make your I'm not saying that's my take on it. I don't, I don't know that that's the case, but these guys may have that in the back of their mind. So sure. if you're trying to win a major, I mean, I do think this will be treated differently by those guys than maybe Taylor Goose treated the Charles Schwab sure. when he knew he was yeah. about to get a $10 million paycheck. Right. No, I, I hear you. I understand that. I think that's a good point. Now that I look through here, though, I think you're right. I mean, when you... It's hard. When you start to go like over a hundred to one to win it, a to major, win to the win tournament, the there's really not many that you could sit here and say I would take them over. If it were a better course fit, Kevin Na to me would be the only other guy that like starts to. Well, the 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 one I was going to say, I know this is going to be considered a homer pick, but only because if he was in a little bit better form, would be Kevin Kisner. No, yeah, to me that's a because course I, that's I a course think... fit problem for Kis. Well, it's not just that. It's there's a little bit of form issues there. Like, yeah, yeah. I think form. this is a, a course he could play well on. Actually, I do think it. He's one of the golf tournaments. Rory's up two. He's on fourteen though. He just made a bogey and he feels poised to maybe barf it away here. In the rough. <laughs> in the rough on fourteen. Two up on Finau and Thomas. Oh, and Finau win looking, would be great for the betting card. Looking like a bogey. Looking like a bogey could happen here on fourteen. Guys, this is, a, this is a critical range. The 7K range is critical. I mean, we've been going for a minute, but any final thoughts on this? Or are, we, are we good or ready to move on to the 6Ks? Um, my thought, my final thought on this is that, you know, when it comes to a U.S. Open, you have to be comfortable taking these guys who can really pound it off the tee and play well and just take your chances with, look, because if Luke List could Luke putt, List, yeah. If Luke List could putt, he wouldn't be 7,100 or whatever he is. Right, so you got to be comfortable with these guys that are going to kind of put you in position, ball striking wise, that you're betting on the spike week, and that's yeah. you know, and sometimes it's going to work out, sometimes it's not, and that's the effect, right? You you hope you cash in whenever you get the good week. So be comfortable with some of these guys uh, with the ball striking ability more at the U.S. Open than even a normal week. I think a lot of times too, like when you're like, like if you're talking about like some of these single entries, like the two hundred dollar single entry or. Um, you know, just like, you know, we're putting together six guys. Yeah. Put together your six favorite guys in that lineup and then maybe see how ownership goes. But I, I just feel like when we get to the majors, I don't want to, like, immediately start thinking ownership and then knock a guy out because I think he might be high on Because you're probably going to see that leverage is, is different than you may have expected or you can get leverage somewhere else. Like, it's just go in there. Go with your six favorite guys in that, you know, especially for these higher dollar entries. Like, you don't have to get too cute in majors all the time. I think we try to do that. We try to get too cute in majors, and you don't really need to. That's right. You don't. That's right. I think it's a good point, Pat. Beautiful. Well it's said. Really, really well said. Um, Thank you. I'll tell you what. Thank you. It's almost, well, it's like, you've been, it's, it's almost like you've been doing this a while. It's a, <sighs> yeah. And the Guinness help. I'm going to have to piss. Really I really have to go. DB, man, how's that uh, Guinness treating you? It's Look delicious. Here. You're, you, you haven't even finished your, your... How did you get another Guinness? You brought it to me, pal. Well, you had... Oh, yeah, and you had the two. You, mm-hmm. guys, need to, you guys need to hustle up, or I'm going to take your Guinness. Um, listen, our friends at Nutrafol want to help you boys with that, with that thin hair. You know, you got thin hair. 
and that's a problem. And there are five root causes of thinning hair. And Nutrafol is a hair supplement that goes beyond genetics, and they target stress and hormones and your nutrition and your metabolism and environmental factors that are impacting you losing your, you know, losing that wig. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. And they got some natural ingredients to help, you know, help you support driving sex a little harder. And that's important. Better sleep, less stress, all the good stuff. And in a clinical study, men show progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Thickness is good. Uh, Nutrafol is also <laughs> trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors, not bottom doctors. Thank you. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TOURJUNKIES to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code TOURJUNKIES. DB. Yeah. You know what they call the guy who graduated last in his, his med school class, don't you? And last in his med school class? Yeah. No. Doctor. They, they still call him doctor. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> still called, that's crazy. He's still got that DR in oh, front good. of it. He's still got that MD at the end. You know what I mean? All right, 6K range. I mean, I, and I don't have any more bets. Like, I'm, I would not throw out another outright bet here. I just don't think you can beyond do Beyond the 150. You could light your money on fire. You could light, you could light your money on fire. Um, now, normally we have top 20s in the betting show, in the betting preview, but we don't have any top 20 prices out right now, so we won't be hitting that. Uh, and you might not get it all from us. I'm going to be honest because we're here in Scotland. We're, this is only day one. Full. I will say this because we're not going to have prize picks plays right now. Yeah. But I would love to figure out a way to do a fantasy golf Somalia while I, we're in Scotland. No, we're going so to figure out a way. I would love yeah, for you to work. try to figure that out. In fact, that, that, that is We've even got a robe in the, in the I, room. We do have a robe. Yeah, we that, have a robe. I didn't bring my robe, we but have we have a robe in the room. It inspires me that you want to do that. It makes me happy. Yeah, we're going to do. We're gonna figure – a fantasy golf Somalia is going to happen. <laughs> I may have special guests. Maybe Kobe wants to do it with me. I swear, I'll hop right in there with you, pal. Yeah. Damn. Right in the sack. What we'll a, both be in robes. What a what an amazing! Wow, we are we're actually brainstorming hashtag content yeah. right here on the show. If we do that, we uh, we'll do it outside. You can smoke your cigar. Oh no, we will, we will be outside it. or something. Uh, oh, I will be the cameraman. We won't be in just like a hotel room. We're no, be doing it will this. be on. Now location. you've said this, you're putting it out there. So if you don't do it, oh no, it's happening. Okay, people, I may do it on the Swalkin Bridge. Now that's probably not going to happen. Well, but if we could do the, but we, we can do that though. on the Swalkin Bridge, we I might would could. And it stays late. It stays light late. Just wait till the last group goes by. Who knows? Pop right out there. Can Who you knows? imagine the FGS on the Swalken Bridge? Oh, my speaking God. Of, I'm doing it right now. Speaking I'm, of prize picks, I if you've not signed it. up for prize picks, you're, you are missing out. And especially if you're not following along with our prize picks plays in the Nut Hut, you're really missing out. Uh, if, you, if you're not on prize picks, you can deposit. And when you use promo code TJ, uh, what is it? TJ... Is it just TJ? I think it's just TJ. Yes, yeah, it's just TJ. You get a $100 deposit bonus or deposit match up to $100. It's legal in like 30 states, and we are crushing it in the Nut Hut Discord server day after day, tournament after tournament. It's a great way to offset your DFS losses if you're not Kobe. Fantastic way to offset your DFS losses. Um, all right, so 6K range. I got three plays here that I think are worth rostering. I don't see myself having a lot of 6K guys. Now, I w- I'm interested to hear from you. The three guys here for me are two of them are, well, one of them's a guy I, I would probably, you probably say I play frequently. Another one is a guy that I never play. 
Never. Kind of like CT Pan. Like you just converted yeah, you me hate, to a CT yeah. Pan guy a couple weeks ago. This guy I never play. And the third guy I don't ever play because he's never playing on the PGA Tour. The, the biggest sleeper for me is 6,800, and it's uh, Audrey, Audrey Arnhouse, the bomber from the DP World Interesting. Tour. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the guy's playing very well. He's got a win in his last few starts. The Catalunya, Catal- Catalina Wine Mixer on the DP. Wine Mixer. On the DP. Yeah, he won that on the really? DP World Tour. Yeah. What a thing. Flew, flew out on a helicopter, everything. It was Unbelievable. great. Uh, anyway, bomber. He's got some major championship experience. Nothing too great, but uh, I like him at 6,800. The guy that I never play. But just at 6,800, I'll, you know, our friend Pat Mayo says Magic Beans. Mackenzie Hughes, Magic Beans at 6,800. You know, he's the opposite of the type of player that I usually would target. Terrible ball striker, really good putter. But at 68, it feels like a decent value. And then finally for me at 66, and this is not a lock. If, it, if we get new information by Wednesday night in the Nut Hut, uh, it could it could go one way or the other, but Joel Damon at 66 just feels like too good to pass up. Not as not a long hitter, but very good, just total driver, and he likes hard courses. 6600 feels like a decent Joel price for me. Okay, and and yeah, zero bets outside of Sung Siwoo Kim at 150 to one. Okay. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting range because you never get too much consistency out of what you're looking at. So if you're, if you're on Fantasy National or you're doing research on any, anything else, you know, whether it's, you know, recent form or stats or everything, nothing is ever going to line up a ton for these guys. So, um, but a guy like Lucas Earbert. Yeah, Earbert. Sitting there at 6,800. He's just a gamer to me. Like, He's not going to check a lot of boxes, although he is a great scrambler mm-hmm. and he is a good putter. So those are two things you've got to do well on this course. He's a, he's a good putter on bent grass greens. Um, you look at his last three events, T13 at the PGA Championship, so good. Major championship, top 15. Made the cut at the Charles Schwab and the Memorial with the T48 finish in both those events. So at 6,800, I think I think Lucas Erbert, Erbert, Herbert, whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, I think it's a good play down down here at, at, at that number. Um, you know, another guy that we, we talked about a good bit when he you know, had that little good run with the T2 at the at the Mexico Open right behind John Rahm, T15 at the Wells Fargo, which was on a very difficult course, actually. Um, but Kurt Kitayama at 6,700. I think yeah. he's another one that I think he's could be tempting. A, a good sort of sneaky good play up here. Uh, it's 6,700 in, in a U.S. Open. Um, he hits it a freaking mile. He does. For a guy that's like, like sort of short and just like of stature, he's not like, he doesn't look like he's a very big dude. He hits the mess out he of moves it. it yeah. pal. He moves it. He moves yeah. it. He moves it. So I like Kurt Kitayama right there, too. Well, I have thoughts. Kitayama's starred. You've stolen Oof. my thunder. <laughs> well,. But you got to have some better thoughts I than I have. Some... Spiel, but I will ask you a question, Pat. Tell me a man who's played eight U.S. Opens uh, and has made six of those eight cuts and all of them in the top 29 uh, that's in this range. You know what? I, the only person I can think of. Kirk Kitayama. No. I was going to say Francesco Molinari. Oh, the meat man. Frankie Meats, <laughs> yeah. as I like to call him. He's got those big, giant meatball forearms like Paul Casey. Does he's, he? Oh yeah, the guy's got—he's got four arms for days. Good U.S. Open form. 
playing a little better here recently. Yeah, it was interesting to see him play well in Memorial. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, I, he's just been playing better, uh, getting kind of settled in to his new good short game residency here in America. Mm-hmm. Really um, good short game. Good short game. Could see him, and he's a guy who plays well in quirky courses, right? He won the Open at what Carnoustie. Shout out was that when it was? We're playing there to, uh, three days, in two three days. days. Yeah, I think he took he down really Tiger. Went, was it Carnoustie where he won? I think yeah, he took down he took down Tiger there. Yeah, um, that and was at Carnasty, t- yeah. little quirky course. Obviously, I'm not trying to say there's too much of a comparison between Carnoustie and the Country Club, but a guy who is comfortable with blind shots and playing sort of wheel, uh, weird courses. It was Carnoustie uh, confirmed. good? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good history. So I think. Molinari is, is I like that. pretty interesting at that price range. Also, I, I really don't want to tout this guy because I hate South Carolina Gamecocks. If there are any of you out there, I don't like you. I'm just kidding. Just You're so all you, know, you know, Kobe is a – I'm a Clemson Tiger. A Clemson Tiger. We all know that the one there's thing – There's a lot of hate there, even though there's really not much of a rivalry. There's not, not anymore. No, well, the no. one thing that all the Unless Clemson, we're talking like baseball or something. Right, <laughs> and why would we? Baseball. The one thing that the Clemson and Women's USC volleyball. people have in common is that we all got into USC. You yeah. know, it's <laughs> – <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I love you guys. You guys are good from the great See, state. See, Georgia and Georgia Tech can't have the same arguments yeah, because we not. can't say we all got into Georgia Tech because <laughs> we didn't, but we still win. But we all <laughs> left college. We we all left college without our virginity at oh, Georgia. Oh, that's exactly true yeah. and not uh, necessarily true. Are there any women at Georgia Tech? We're going to get canceled. We should anyway, we don't need to talk about anyway, that. Anyway, long to the U.S. Short, Open uh, Mr. Game. Neesmith. Sneaky good off the tee. Great ball striker. Good off the tee, and it's not necessarily yeah. because of length. I think he's more accurate than he is long. It's a little bit of both, yeah. But he's long enough. Good. Mm-hmm. And I know the pedigree's not there for majors, but these guys at some point, we talk about it, they will play well at majors. It's just a matter of when. At this range, and I want people to start thinking about, if you want to be successful in these DFS tournaments, just getting a guy through the cut and finishing T56 is not going to do it. No. You do need a guy. I was just about to ask you, what do you, what do you, if you're rostering Matt Naismith, where, where are you wanting him to finish at minimum? T30. Okay, so you feel like he's got that kind of upside. I, yeah, I think Matt Naismith, and we've seen it a little bit this year. He's popped. He almost won at where? At Valspar. It's kind of yep. a quirky course. Honestly, it's a course with some elevation change and some blind shots and some trouble off the tee. And he, the reason he did that was because he was able to keep it in play when other guys weren't, when they were wilting. Um, I think you could see him play pretty well here. And at that price, I trust him to be in play more often than his competitors in places where, you know, he's going to ball strike the hell out of it, and you're going to need that here. Um, And you get some pretty good value with him at that price. So I guess those are my two guys, in addition to Kitayama, who you stole. (laughs) Well, I, I, I I like all of those plays, so I'm with you there. All right, good. Anybody else? That's it for me. Final thoughts? Okay. Uh, I, I could have thoughts. Final thoughts? No, I mean, what was the thing you said about a um, bird? What was the thing you said? A hotel something bird? Well-seasoned. A well-seasoned, well-seasoned bird. hotel bird? Yeah. yeah, you're looking for well-seasoned hotel golfers here. <laughs> you really do. If you find the well-seasoned <laughs> hotel bird-like golfer this week, you're going to win yeah, all, you put all him in that lineup. Yeah. That was beautiful. Kobe, you got any final thoughts? Um. What I always tell people in these things is you're trying to pick a winner, particularly for outrights. Try to imagine, envision how the guy is going to win. What did the shots look like that he hits? When I hit Morikawa at the British Open last year, I thought about how he was going to be able to hit that little three-wood on these quirky fairways. And and then I was watching on Sunday, and that's what he was doing. And it, it was a helpful idea to figure out how a guy's game translates to a course. 
So as we get more information as the week rolls along and the smart people start telling you what the country club is going to be like, try to imagine, is this a place where Rory's going to bomb driver uh, down there, you know, or whatever it is. But try, and that'll help you think about whether or not this is a place a guy can win. Uh, just because golf is still a game where course fit matters uh, a whole lot. And if you can envision what a guy's best scenario looks like, that'll help you understand who's going to be there on Sunday. And if you can't envision it because you haven't watched it or whatever, which is one reason we always say you have to watch golf. You have yep. to watch golf to know golf. That's right. But if you can't do that, you can get in the nut hut. You can get in the nut hut, oh and God. you can spill beers just like <laughs> on your computer. You can spill Guinnesses all over your computer just like uh, Kobe just did. And, but if you get in the nut hut, all right, you can get – we're going to have caddy information in there. Cause the, and, and that's where the, the greatest stuff comes in the nut hut from caddies and whoever else, people that are you know out, out there at the course during the practice rounds and whatever else. That's where we get the, what you're just talking about. That's like, right. what kind of shots do you need to hit? Well, you know, what are the right. conditions like this week? Like, you know, is the rough, you know, cut down at all? You know, everybody sends these, these pictures on Twitter of the rough at U.S. Opens and stuff yeah. like that. That doesn't tell me anything on Twitter. That's right. Like, I want to know, like, oh, how is it actually really playing? And, and how is it, you know, is it really as bad? Because sometimes they can just throw it in the rough and it sits down like That's a foot. Right. That's not really Anybody the can shots they're going to be time. hitting. So. Well, I think people need to know, and I, uh, this isn't necessarily just a plug for you guys because I like you, but the Nut Hut has been a part of my process. I, when I won my first tournament in, in November, I was not a member of your Nut Hut. Afterwards, I'd spoken to you guys a little bit, and I joined and kind of got in there. I've had a lot of success ever since then, and part of it has been the information exchange with the people in there. There's a lot of smart yes. people who bring different perspectives and ideas to it and i don't just go in there and somebody said play this guy so i play it but the the overall discussion and conversation sometimes leads me to where i want to be and i mean that earnestly and now i'm a little bit of a part of that in there which is a lot of fun being able to provide some of my yeah we learn the same from you information so i I encourage people it's probably the best ten dollars a month or whatever it is uh or a week what i don't even know what i pay ten a month nine a year it comes off my card and i I don't think about it anymore because it's it's really helpful for me and i've earned a lot of money since i've been in there so do it hop in let's chat that's my plug thank you and we did not even ask you to do that no they didn't but it's true um listen this has been a great show uh it's a weird week for us we apologize hopefully you know Things will get back to normal next week. We'll be on a major, major Scotland hangover. Um, but hopefully we'll all be a little bit richer because we've made our screen screen and we've, yeah. been over, we've been over our bookie. We'll be richer in experiences. By the way, uh, we will definitely be richer in experiences. By the way, there is Bend Over Your Bookie merch on the horizon. You're trying oh, to get that of... spider monkey money. Trying to get that spider monkey yeah. money. Uh, listen, it's been a great, great time with you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Pat, for being a trooper. You know, I, I was a little worried about your attitude coming into this, and I'm very pleased. Okay, thank I'm you. I'm very pleased. Oh, yeah, Kobe, lovely. thanks. Uh, and let's thank go. Thank you, Kobe. We appreciate it. Let's have a great you. week at the You're U.S. Open. Up. Check out all the other content we got going on. And uh, may your screens be green and bend over your bookie. See you. Oh! Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to do. <laughs> Did you even think about that until that moment? That was great. Bye-bye. <laughs>